0: This is the Sky is Blue podcast.
1: Well hello, and welcome back to the next episode of the Sky is Blue podcast, the first of 2021. So happy new year from you folks, this poor fish Stuart Basson and Daryl Carpenter. Since we were last with you, of course, we've had uh, only a couple of matches, Solihull and uh, Solihull. And uh, we've had a a second COVID-19 thing. But, you know, James Rowe carries on with the revolving door, doesn't he? We've had more new players coming in. That's obviously led to speculation about whether people will be going out. There's speculation about another one coming through the door sooner rather than later, maybe even before this goes out on, on our Sure, we'll talk about. But there's one thing for certain, uh, Stuart, isn't there? Your, your pens will uh, <laughs> ink in quite often for the moment for the future history, because it's a busy old time, isn't it?
2: It certainly is. I, I got as far uh, the other day of putting Alex Whittle into the four or five different spreadsheets that I, I keep for different players and and their comings and goings. Um, And then when we all went down with COVID, I thought, well, we won't be signing him for a fortnight. You never know whether it'll go through or not. So I got rid of him. Um, And then, of course, three or four hours later, I'm putting him all back in again. So uh, it is all go. And I, you know, I I long for the close season when surely we can't still be signing three or four people a week.
1: (laughs) And, of course, uh, it was another Gloucester City player, Alex Whittle. Um, Day one... Uh, James Rose signed Nicolás Asante um, and there was the agreement that they mm. wouldn't approach for any more contracted well, since then George Carline and Alex Whittle have, have come in and uh, Daryl you seem to think that quite a few of these part-time players might have some form of, of part-time buyout clause or something along those lines you've got a bit of a theory on that haven't you? Yeah, yeah I,
3: was, I was talking to someone whose name shall remain nameless Uh, recently who said it's a different ball game at at the levels below us uh, and and even to a degree at at the level we're now at um, which we're we're wholly unused to after our long history but if players get offered the opportunity of a full-time playing contract uh, they can get out of their existing contract uh, which is something I
1: certainly wasn't aware of but you can understand the logic of it, don't you? Although of course Chesterfield did say we won't approach anymore so you know they might have had the offer but not by Chesterfield.
3: Well that's that's also true. Let's hope John Croome's got a good relationship with their uh, with their Tom man. Um, I don't I don't think litigation we need it, on top of everything else. But um now it's I think we're all a bit Shocked at the the speed at which he's rebuilding the squad, and I think it's quite interesting. They're all on eighteen month contracts, so he's not doing anything silly to sort of burden us with players years and years into the future like we've we've done so often in the uh, past. But he's clearly got a plan in place, and there may be a bit of it um, we we might speculate on. Is he is he trying to build his squad um, early before? Hmm. Or- you know, before the end of, of, of the close season, when Stuart wants it all quiet,
1: uh, he probably <laughs> has been all quiet by the sounds of it. Yeah, Well you say? He might be doing the Sheridan and not signing anybody. In the yes, welcome. <laughs> yeah, before we finish, before we finish playing, and and Paul, obviously, people are are concerned about where the pound notes are coming from, but we have to assume that the manager knows the value of players at this level, and that you can perhaps get in two and a half or three players uh, for the cost of one in our old regime if that's the right way of putting it paul i'm sure these are are, are not top dollar signings um, in comparison where we've been in in recent history
0: indeed they've looked at the um the sort of finances that have been paid to the current crop of of players you would assume and thought well there's there's some you know uh Funds that we can sort of work around there really. If should one or two be able to be sort of put to one side, you know, if uh, if clubs come in for them, then we can let them go. In the minute, we're just going to try and get uh, players to come in in now, so we can build up the squad. Should they the other players do leave, you know, if so, and then we've got cover for them straight away. So they they've certainly gone through the finances there and had a look and seen what's uh, what's available and what what they can use and uh, and needed to. To do that, and I think in changing the squad pretty quickly, is uh, going to work in, in favour for the second half of the season. I mean, should the, the amount of games coming up as well, we're going to need a bigger bigger squad. You know, it's not everybody's going to go out, you know, because it's going to be Saturday, Tuesdays, by and large, barring a couple of weeks. Uh, there's there's going to be games every, or well, two games or three games uh, in seven days, isn't there? So, you know, it's going to be a, a, tough, a tough end to the season. They're going to need some players.
1: Well, I think there's 30 games to go. Uh, that's just in yeah. the National league, I think, isn't it? Uh, so far, so no, no question that the, the squad depth will be severely tested, and the finances of a lot of our rivals will be severely tested uh, as, as well. That said, the divvy up of the the monies from from the government hmm. is still uh, something that a lot of people are considering, and I think some of the numbers that have been put out about the likes of Boar and Wood, who are probably raking it in significantly more than if people were going through the turnstiles. So there's something needs doing on that, Stuart, doesn't it, really, to, to even that up. Although, of course, there's no promise that there's going to be any more money coming in, because I think we've got to the end of the spell, haven't we?
2: We have, yes. There was supposed to be some lottery money, wasn't there, which was um, considered to be a loan rather than a grant, uh, which I think the National League are trying to get turned into a grant. Um, but, but you, you, well, I mean, it, it, it's not fairly shared out is it uh, i imagine the prospect of clubs returning money so it can be fairly shared out is is nil but um perhaps what they could do is to sign all these players that we might want to move on who are on high salaries now they can afford it um i teams like Boreham would have probably making more money shut down than they are when they were playing aren't
0: mm. they yeah, they had a good um, cut run as well Stuart, it didn't they so they've got you know they played Millwall the other day mm, uh, yeah. I know they wouldn't have got the gate receipts and, and whatnot but they got to the third round well, you know Exactly. they got three rounds just to get to the third so yeah you know they're making they're making some money mm. and, and uh, so before we start talking about the players that have come in the door
1: and and, and through who who are the players that um, that are vulnerable from a, a going forward with Chesterfield position of course the manager uh, saw uh, Alex Kiwamia uh, disappear, Corey Adé, the the young goalkeeper, which was sort of fairly inevitable, I think, at that point in time. Mackay, Butterfield, Rawson and Sharman are out on loan at the moment. Regan Hutchinson has been a bit like the invisible man. So are we talking about the likes of Bowden, Buchanan, Rowley, Rowley, Tyler Denton, Jonathan Smith has been the vulnerable uh, vulnerable players in an ongoing Scenario for for, for Chesterfield, Dan.
3: Yeah, you would say so. I think uh, I think the, the signing of the uh, lad whose name I can't pronounce is Dinanga. You'll Dinanga, it, yes, Dinanga. Yeah, Dinanga that came in the other day, which was a bit of a a left field one. I think that probably spells the end of his uh, second term at Chesterfield for Scotty. Um, you can't see that we would need. With, with a hopefully returning um, fit Tyson, that we would need an extra forward, I wouldn't have thought, if, if Scott was going to stay around. And you would have to think, bearing in mind he's, he, he was signed under the previous regime, that he's on pretty decent money. Um, uh, likewise, maybe for Buchanan Rowley and one or two others, to be honest. So, using your analogy earlier, I mean, think it's quite reasonable to say one of those out, you might get two or three in for the same money,
0: or one out. We've already had the three. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. what I was, I was trying to. I'm trying to go for that. Like, earlier, I was just saying. Well, uh, there's uh, there's possible three players could go, we've already got like uh, yeah. quite a few in already. <laughs>
1: it's more likely to possibly sign very quickly if we're uh, if we believe the rumours that we're uh, that, that we're hearing. But in 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 terms of of those, Stuart, are there any that you would be sad to see go, and I'm talking about today. I'm not talking about what their their history is. What they can add to the team now in comparison with the current makeup of the squad. Are there any of those that you you'd feel would be unlucky? Um,
2: possibly Buchanan. I think because he's probably the best left sided fullbacky type defender at the club. Mm. Um, but you know, unless you unless your name is Evans or Tom Denton, you know, and possibly um Weston in midfield with the season he's having. I think if you haven't already been signed by James Rowe, then you're gonna be looking over your shoulder, really.
0: Yeah. You um, know? Yeah, I agree with that.
2: But I, yeah. I, I don't think there's a particularly long list of the people that he inherited that he would not replace if the opportunity came. Hmm. You know,
1: uh, yeah, it, it, right. it may be that the likes of Rawson and Sharman uh, are, are, are players that he might retain next season because mm. you know they're across the earth, and, and we all know that there's some promise. In the yes. Team. And mm. whilst they're out on loan at the moment, they are still well. We're not at the moment training with the team, but when the team's mm. at work, yeah. they're training with the team, so we'll be able to see them in in close close quarters. But you know, Jonathan Smith's been in and out of the side the last twelve months mm-hmm. or so. Yep. Uh, Tyler Denton, despite the manager suggesting that he got a future, hasn't really been uh, involved at all. Reagan Hutchinson, as I alluded to earlier on, hasn't really been involved, despite being an extremely talented player. And I think if you talk to a lot of the the current squad, who's the most technically gifted, um, Reagan Hutchinson would be in their top top little pile. But we've not seen him play enough, have no. we? Yeah. No.
0: So,
1: and John, Cropper, people are sort of saying, "Oh, will that?" signal the end of, of Jordan Cropper well that's up to Burnley, that's not up to Chesterfield because he's signed to the end of the season so unless Burnley call him back he's going to be at Chesterfield for the rest of the season it's not a decision that Chesterfield can make by themselves mm-hmm. um, Burnley can take him back in a yeah. way but Burnley have to say yes it's not just a question of Chesterfield saying can we send him back mm-hmm. uh, um, and and yeah, from what I believe he's not costing a fortune as well and certainly as an attacking outlet, we all know how, how promising he, uh, he, he he is. He's, he's still got a lot to learn on defence, but we've had that conversation here before, haven't we? So, uh, mm. so yeah, there's going to be quite a few players looking over the shoulders, and, and we reckon to balance the books for the eight that have come in, well, Kiwami has gone out, hasn't he? Another yeah. two out, certainly three out, would probably mean we're back to where we were in pound mm-hmm. notes i would i would think does that mm-hmm. certainly view isn't it yeah yeah that, that that would be my reading of it phil i don't think
3: you need to get rid of six seven eight to do that i think as you say with with what's already out on loan plus uh, the ones that have gone um if you got two or three more out i think they might even be in a in a positive situation financially as, as strange as that may seem to us i mean we we we're dealing with a different market one that we've we've never dealt with before um, mm. because we've got a manager who knows the worth of players at this level and we've not had that before mm.
1: No very, very much so and uh, you yeah, know we, we, we all think we know that of course Curtis Weston's often being quoted as being the, the man on the top of the salary tree at the at, at the moment uh, but you don't mind so much when they're contributing, Paul, in a way that he's contributing at the moment. Not only is he contributing on the park, he seems to be the fitness-leading guru <laughs> of the park as well. And I, I did uh, discover at Solihull the other day that the uh, the lad who'd been doing the fitness coaching has has left. The American guy, who, uh, I can oh, never quite what his name was. He's, he, he, he's moved on. Uh, so I think, certainly, while they've been Zooming, during the COVID uh, interruption, Curtis Weston seems to have filled that uh, that that void with a great deal of enthusiasm, and his certainly his performances are um, are, are as good as they've been any time he's been at Chesterfield. Chesterfield football. What about Milan Butterfield? Has he got a future?
0: I okay. um. I mean, I. I- he looks comfortable. I think. I don't know whether he's, he plays into He looks more of a, a traditional defensive midfielder, though, doesn't he, that sits in front of almost a sweeper-esque type player that just sits in front of the back four or, or back three and just plays it there. I don't know whether he, he fits into the high intensity uh, of what James Rowe is after because... He quickly was sent out on loan, wasn't he? So he wasn't like he had plenty of chance to have a look at him or that we've got an under-23 or reserve side so that he can he can build mm-hmm. up in that way. And I think that's what's hampering some of the squad players that aren't playing with their own having five subs and whatnot is the fact that we haven't got a reserve and under-23s. Um, so I, I, th- I think, unfortunately, just because of, of James Rizzi is, I think Butterfield's days are, are numbered, not that he's done anything wrong. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh Stuart, could could you could you sit, could you have seen Milan Butterfield scoring the goal that Jack McCourt scored against Barnet or the goal that uh, Tom Whelan scored against Solihull where it was all about sprinting like nobody's business for for McCourt's goal and persistence and just not giving up. Um, with with with
2: Wheelands, you know. Well, no, I no. I, on the strength of what we've seen so far, no, I don't think you could have done. Um, but I, I I just don't think we've seen everything that that the player, you know, has to offer. Really, I, I I'm convinced there's a player in there
0: somewhere. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, but, I agree.
2: But of course, with his geographical background and where he used to play his football, I expect James Rowe would have known quite a bit about him, you know, because they were all from around that sort of that arc around the south-west of Birmingham, weren't they? Um, So, you know, you'd have expect him to have been to games where Butterfield had played for Kidderminster or whoever, um, and you'd expect him to know more or less what he thinks he's capable of. Um, You know, it's a shame. I, 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 I suppose a lot of the hope that i had in him was just invested in him because he was one of our players and you know we picked him up from a lower um divisioned team if that's the right word and you want those kind of transfers to work don't you so perhaps it's just me yeah. wanting it to happen rather than there being any realistic prospect of it happening
1: in the same that we all want joe Rowley to work don't we but oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: but despite but, getting you know, uh, you know around that 100 Hundred appearance mark, he's, he's he's not made the spark no. that, uh, that that's required to to just take it to that sort of uh, different level. And yeah. talking about hundred uh, appearances as well, you know Lawrence McGuire is there or thereabouts as well. And, uh-huh. uh, somebody suggested on Bob's board about uh, yeah the number of managers that have uh, he, he's played for. <laughs> He's been selected for first-team duty by nine different managers. That's wow. <laughs> seven permanent and two caretakers. Which, <laughs> uh, from from what I've been looking at, is the record. You know, <laughs> Dave Blakey, who spent twenty years as a player, played five managers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, su- I suppose with Lawrence, if you chuck in the one he had at filed on loan, and a couple of England C managers as well, yeah, then, yeah. Uh... <laughs>
1: And of course, he was a Chesterfield player when Paul Cook and Dean Saunders were here, but they didn't select him for the first team.
0: No, and Cook, and yeah, it's funny that Cook, Cook gave him his contract, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Uh, just before Cook left. Yeah. So the, you know, mm. he's <laughs> like he's played under all, all these managers, but hasn't officially played under them. He's just been there yeah. a hell of a long time. So his role is played under six, if you if you look at it as well. You know, although I don't think he's featured under uh, James Rowe yet, so I don't know where.
1: Well, I think, yeah. First game,
0: sorry, yes, he did.
1: Mm. Yeah. Which was a surprise, uh, and he did yeah. for 45 minutes. And then yeah. the, uh, the, the, the style of game, he just not got the miles in the tank for, uh, for, for much more than another 10 minutes in the second half, I think, mm. uh, if you remember, because it is that intensity. Well, let, let's talk about the, the new players that have come in since the last time we spoke. We're talking about Jack Clark, Marcus Dinanga, and Alex Whittle. The first two, Clark on loan from Villa, Dinanga on loan from Stevenage. Alex Whittle, one of the uh, uh, contracted players at Gloucester, that suddenly wasn't a contract player, player at Gloucester and is now a Chesterfield player. We've obviously uh, had very little opportunity to see uh, them play, only Dinanga as a sub at Solihull in the second encounter against Solihull, uh, uh, coming on at a point that Solihull were really pushing, to, uh, um, pu- pushing forward and putting James Rowe under pressure for. A a reasonable period of time for the first uh, time let's let's talk about Clark we've, we've not had the opportunity but uh, um, in, in his 20s he's not a kid uh, on loan from Villa, he was a schoolboy england international and described uh, paul as a very technical uh, player um, so you know he 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 doesn't look to have the sort of frame of a of a western from a strength perspective but clearly He's going to have some miles in his legs if if Rowe wants to bring him in.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's played a lot for the under-23s, under-18s at Villa. Um, he's only played... He uh, started two and came on a sub uh, this season for Yeovil. Um, he's been out of the picture pretty much since he he came in. So, obviously, a bit of a falling out there. But, obviously, things happen. Things are happening at Yeovil, aren't they? Sort of behind the scenes. And when you're, you're losing games left, right and centre, although they've been on a, a pretty decent run the last couple of games then it tends to be the younger players that get the uh, the sort of you're dropped out of it type of thing if you don't match up to us on loan. It's, sometimes it's a con- they're just a, a victim of circumstance, aren't they, rather than actually being not that good a player. But obviously, James Rosedon is due diligence on, on him, realised that he's likely to be very, very, very cheap as a player coming in, i.e. Uh, Villa just taking up his wages for us, probably. Um, and he obviously sees something in him. And he's worth maybe a gamble if, if that's uh, the sort. So, and he's only twenty-one, isn't he? So he's got plenty of uh, plenty of time to go with us. So I think it's it's, it's a, a no loss. I think in that one in that respect.
1: Yeah, and if you'd have hung on for a week, if you'd have known Coward was going to be playing,
0: yeah, <laughs> could have been, yeah,
1: yeah. eighty-three or something that uh, seemed to be popping <laughs> up. And uh, 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 Stuart Marcus Dinanga, uh, a player who is. Well known in these these parts, played for Mickleover Sports, played uh, for Matlock, scored a lot of goals for Matlock mm. under Craig Hopkins and uh, Glenn Kirkwood in their, their joint managership. Scored thirty odd, forty, uh, I think under forty goals or something in a uh, for, for, for Matlock Town. And at, when I was at um, Solly Hall, having heard he'd signed, I gave Glenn Kirkwood, who's a big Chesterfield supporter. Back at McCliff Sports uh, um, again, uh, gave him the ring, and he said he, he you know, as a young lad, he was like lightning, playing off the main striker. So, you know, although he came on for Tom Denton, um, I think playing alongside a Denton role. So to me, he looks as though he's the natural sub for Asante mm. uh, um, mm. in the latter stages of a game because we know how hard he works. But, you know, a good signing. He's, he's been played on the wing, I believe, at Stevenage for quite a few of his appearances, whereas he feels he's a number nine.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think your assessment of him as being more of a a replacement for Asante a in matches uh, rather than Tom Denton is is perfectly accurate. I think it was in that sort of playing off of somebody role that he scored all those goals for, for Matlock, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. I think quite a few of us probably hoped at the time that he would go back to Burton and his next lone move would be to a club a bit further up the pyramid like us, you know, uh, it just took a few years, I suppose, but we've got him eventually. Um, he's had a bit of a, bit of a lull, I think, hasn't he? Since, um, since uh, all those goals were scored for Matlock. Um, and he, I don't think, has he ever actually played a league game for Burton?
0: And all the time
2: he was there. Because he kept on he's getting contracts
0: one. off them, but... He's oh, has he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Hang on, let me just have a
1: look. No. But he has played in the league for Stevenage, of course. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And,
1: and, yeah. And he, yeah. Uh, As you
2: say, a... he has found goals harder to come by in more recent times. Um, which I suspect is more to do with the role that he's asked to play rather than a higher standard of football that he happens to be playing in. You know, but... Um, um,
1: still, Stuart. Sorry? He has played against Chesterfield, and I'm not talking about Paul Matlock or anybody mm. like that. He uh, oh, yes. came uh, last-minute substitute for Hartlepool when he was on loan at Hartlepool against us.
2: Right, but, uh, right. Well, well we won't
0: try and um, make any judgment on the strength of sort of a last-minute appearance against us, will we? But um, yeah, he, d- he didn't. He didn't have a good time at Hartlepool, did he? After making that move from. Uh,
1: it
2: was their first season down wasn't it and he came in the summer and i think he was uh, sort of touted as being part of the you know the the sumptuously rebuilt hartleyball team that was going to storm everything before yeah. it and get promotion <laughs> at the first attempt and we know how that works don't we? <laughs> we've yeah. we heard that before yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so, yeah. Uh, 13, yeah.
1: two starts 13 sub appearances and yeah. you know, but But put him in
2: the right place, get him playing off the right people, put your arm around him a bit when he needs it. And, you know, uh, someone who can score those goals can score a lot of goals at at a better level. I'm sure, I'm sure,
0: you know, give him a partner who's confident. uh, Oh yeah. And, Mm. uh, you know, that, that it, It breeds confidence, doesn't it? You know, it rubs off on other on other people, doesn't it? Really, if you've got three strikers in Tom Denton, Asante, and Dinanga for the rest of the season, that's not a bad trio, is it? Right. So if you think about it, so if if things go right for Dinanga, that is.
1: Hmm. Yes, absolutely right. And I I think one thing that may well have gone off the manager's menu is um, pushing. Mandeville further forward because you know he, he, he looked a little bit when he was pushed further forward against uh, Brackley wasn't it in the, the mm, cup he yeah, yeah. didn't look and that was against a team of division lower we know a team that loves the FA trophy um, but he's you know, it, it, a good number 10 but when you just rely him on as a striker it, it's not quite worked on the occasions that he's, uh, he, he's done that and it's not just that one game there's been a few occasions particularly when you when when Chesterfield have been chasing, and hopefully Tyson will be fit, you know, before too much longer, which gives another uh, opportunity up front as, as well and another different dynamic. Because I, I absolutely, despite his age, I absolutely feel that he, he he's a perfect James Rowe player. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that work ethic, hasn't he? Yeah,
2: and he can get backwards and forwards across the defence quickly to close defenders down, can't he?
1: You know. So you've drawn the short oh. straw, Daz, because uh, <laughs> you, uh, Alex Whittle, what do you know about <laughs> well, I, I think somebody put a
3: very clever uh, picture, was it on Twitter or Instagram, showing somebody whittling, which, yes. <laughs> which was... Uh, I, I know nothing about it, but I've, what I thought was interesting is he's another left-sided defender. Yeah. Um, and we've already signed Taylor. Yeah, um, he's now signed Whittle for that side. Uh, I think Tyler Denton can wave bye bye, by the sounds of it. You don't need three of them, and uh, as we were saying earlier, I think Buchanan can also wave bye bye because you don't need four of them.
1: Well, Buchanan, um, you, you you'd absolutely definitely want if you felt that the manager was going to play four four two.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
1: but but if his. It's a little bit like Paul Cook, isn't it? His Plan A was four-two-three-one. His Plan B was four-two-three-one. Yeah. And occasionally <laughs> four-four-two, he'd play Richardson Doyle up front, but it never quite seemed to work as as, as well.
3: But yeah, my only good. argument against Buchanan is his legs. Yeah. And, and I think whatever shape Roe plays, he will want somebody more mobile than Buchanan. Yes. He's I,
1: you know. And it's, it's a pity because David Buchanan is one of the few players that we've had since we've been in the National League that you struggle to find anything that he's done wrong. I think yeah. he's been wronged by being played in central midfield and left wing backs and everything along those lines. And he's mm. 10 minutes as a left back. He looked as good a left back as we've had for a long time. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I think he's just one of those players that have got the the, the type of manager that he just doesn't quite fit his no. style. Right. It's
3: wrong, yeah. wrong place, wrong time job for him. And if if you look at um, if you look at all the signings so far, they're all athletic. They're all athletic. Even mm-hmm. even, our, even our friend who we saw twenty minutes of the other night in anger. What amazed me about him was I expected him to be fairly quick and lively, but he looked very good in the air for a man of his size as well. Yes. Uh, so. He seems to me to be building a team of athletes,
1: yes. much and, and he's another one of the the twenty-somethings that aren't quite thirty, but certainly aren't twenty-one. I know we've just talked about Jack, Jack Clark. Um, did Angus twenty-three? I think isn't he? Off the top yeah. of my head. yeah, yeah, he is But yeah. the likes of Asante, Wheel, and McCourt, Taylor, Carline—they've all been around for a while. And Whittle's the same. He played a lot of games in Scotland for Dunfermline yeah. uh, twenty twelve to twenty. 20- been. He, he's played for the likes of Fylde, Southport, York, Forest Green, uh, um, uh, Boston United and, and Gloucester. So he's he's been around this scene for a long time and mm. clearly he'll be known. I know he only came in the summer for um, for Gloucester City, but it'll, it'll be well known. But yes, I, I, I think that um, it, it certainly spells the end of um of uh, certainly Tyler Denton and probably mm. David Buchanan as well. And I would think from a financial point of view out of that, Buchanan will be the one that the board will, yes. will, be, uh, will be more anxious to to, to, to move on. But as I say, with David Buchanan, I just think that's really unlucky because I, I think he's barely put a foot wrong. He's been mm. asked the things that, you know, we were all asking under Sheridan, why on earth? You yeah. know, and yeah. when, he's done, when he's done his job, that he's done for many years in the football league, he's looked a, He's looked a player.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can look back to his time between January and March as helping stay in this in this league, can't yes. we? Because that's what he did. When he came yeah. back into the side, sort of around December, January time, he helped the club stay in the league between that. Yeah. Well, well
1: P- Pemberton came in uh, for the second time bang, on the back of experience again, didn't he? And, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. and the more experienced
1: players. And yeah, certainly Buchanan. I, I will, you know, we're making assumptions if he'll move on he might not of course but if he does um, i'll remember him fondly as a player who gave everything that he, he he could in very very difficult circumstances for him as a as a you know, professional left back yeah hmm. I think it's striking what
3: you said phil there's no 30 somethings coming over the threshold and no. I, I wouldn't expect to see any either
2: and also, well, it's interesting because, well, well, there are no kind of people who are just having one more meal ticket before they jack it in. Um, the signings, apart from the, uh, the the lad from Villa, don't fit the kind of young and hungry sort of um, no description that no, uh, what- you know all the fans want. What we are signing is players who are, by and large, at their physical sort of peak as footballers, aren't we? You know. Yeah.
1: They're hungry from a yes. They want their last chance to make it as a full time. Yes,
2: you Want to get back into full time yeah. professionalism. Yes.
1: From hunger, as opposed to Paul Cook was generally not not always because people like Dan Gardner came from from Halifax, but generally uh, um, signing players who just not quite cut it at hmm. their pre league club or or were on the way up. Um, whereas the, yeah, these guys are at the peak of their physical. Fitness, which is important to the way that James Rowe wants to play the game. Yes. Yeah. Because it is it is physical, not not physical in terms of crazy gang, mm. uh, uh, but physical. The
2: intensity in, of
1: it. Intensity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. The, the the likes of which we've not seen. You know, it's, it's it's almost the Leeds United of non-league football, isn't it? The intensity that, that they do. I bet I bet our guys will be like like Leeds in in the highest mm. metering. Covered per per match in in most areas. I, I'm not quite sure if that data is available as much in at our level as it is in the Premier League. But uh, yeah. but we're not far off. And, and there are rumours. Yeah, you know, as as we record this, uh, rumours that a guy called Murphy Smith might be uh, uh, next in who's fits the the bill that we've just been describing. 25 youngster at uh, Sunderland, couple of loan spells with clubs up in that neck of the woods. Gate Seven, Carlisle, another. Kilmarnock player I I do think In Kilmarnock's Terms and conditions If you play for us At some stage You've got to play For Chesterfield Played a a little bit In Ireland uh, Was at Swindon At the same time As Jack McCourt Salford uh, Last season Or a couple of seasons ago And uh, being at Being at Chorley Uh, So You know He's a A midfielder I believe Paul Is he? Yeah
0: Yeah that's right Uh, He's You know I was just looking At his Uh Particular is where he is now, former Sunderland Academy graduate. Yeah, and as you mentioned, had those loan spells as well. And uh, yeah, Salford midfielder. Um, and looked like he played a few games with Jack McCourt in the middle of the park. So yeah. looking like that they're going to rotate between Western McCourt and Smith with a possibility there is that three.
1: Well, if it goes it back, back to the. He played in both games for Chorley against us last season. I've just checked, including when they beat us 3-2. I think we were the first. Were, they, were the first team they beat last season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he played. Let's. I'll just check if he played all 90 minutes of uh, of that. Yeah, he did. He played all 90 minutes of of, of that match. So um, you know, he's obviously uh, experienced this this level. We we don't know if he's got a signing. We're only going on speculation that's been around today. And because he knows the level, doesn't he? Yes, you know he knows the level. Another one who knows the level, and we've always said, right from coming down into this level, that knowing the division is the most important thing of all in the national league. I think it's more important than just about any other division.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because mm-hmm. that that level of intensity, that level of competitiveness, and you know, there's some flipping good footballers out there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that know, yeah, yeah. You don't realize how good some of them are. The pitches are good. Yeah, you know, there's there's precious little uh, excuse for pitches. I know I was sort of saying about Solihull that it favours them only I I, yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that their record at home this season is played 9-1-8. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. really narrow pitch and they know how to they know how to uh, Use that to their advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. away from home, it's two not five or something like that. So you know they're a decent side, but they're a home side.
0: Are they, yeah. Just going on to that, Phil did you did you see whether Birmingham City are still playing there, their reserves or, or not? Twenty sure.
1: question, sure. not sure. Didn't see any obvious signs, but I wasn't looking for them. Birmingham because it just like relay, not it? Yeah. I suspect they might be purely because when we had to go round, we had to park on the opposite side of the press box next to the Peaky Blinders Lounge. So I think that <laughs> are doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, yeah. I
0: think that's it. Because the pitch had been relayed, hadn't it, or, or something yes. according to the commentator or, or, or something. So.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 pitch was new from last uh, last year. Uh, and the pitch was fine. It was just very, very narrow. You and you, you looked at... Um, you know, the first thing you, you look in was the touchline on the s- side of the main stand. I didn't really look at the other side, but I assume it's the same on the main stand side, it was yards and yards and yards in, uh, yeah. you know, and you probably saw it better on the, uh, on, yeah. on the, the broadcast the, the, than I did. And,
0: you know, the it, surface it, it's not great. It's surface surface really good.
1: And it's about 11 or 12 feet narrower than Chesterfield. And, you know, they played uh, quite a different way to, they had, had done it um, at the technique a few days, mm-hmm. a few days mm-hmm. earlier. Um, let's let, Well, let's talk about those those two games. That, that 1-0 victory over Solihull, much deserved, um, real, real battle, but a little bit like the Sutton away, does against a star battling side like Solihull, we showed we've got what it takes, and we got the edge with the goal from Whelan.
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we dug in, didn't we, first, 10 or 15, because we had to. We then started finding our feet um which was quite difficult in the conditions but we you know what I mean. um and really we had a very good spell of about 20 minutes leading up to the goal where i thought it's coming mm. uh, um and, and we created quite a few decent chances uh eventually got our noses in front and even even second half when they were huffing and puffing and even when we went down to 10 men i never really felt on the edge of my seat, wondering if we were going to hang on to the point. I don't know what everybody else thought, but I, I always felt fairly comfortable. We got the thing in hand.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I I, I absolutely agree with, uh, with, with with that. You know, they had mm-hmm. a close call right at the end, but, you know, Leather and had a couple of saves to, to, to make. And that was, that was it against a peg the, another peg in the ground team. And, and, you know, that battling last 10 minutes after uh, Carline had gone off, Paul. You know, you just had to roll your sleeves up a little bit more, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I think you're, you're right there as well. I mean, uh, and it was good to see as well that they did that. Um, it just shows a bit of grit and determination about it. I didn't agree with their manager saying that uh, 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 I think he, he, he claimed that they had the two best chances or, or something along those particular lines. I didn't I didn't particularly right, in the first agree half? with that. Yeah, I didn't particularly oh, agree with uh, with him then. So because yeah. at one stage it was an absolute free for all in their in their goal mouth uh, before yeah. Chesterfield scored, and and it had been like that for twenty minutes as yeah. well. You know, so there'd been chance after chance, and these weren't chances. These were shots over the bar, there were shots wide, not necessarily on on target, but there was relentless pressure. And uh, I think the manager must have uh, been sort of caught by the snow that had been coming down. He would not have seen that to, at that particular point, but his. Um, um, so yeah, I, I think when Carling went off, he saw a different side of, of of Chesterfield. Granted, they showed that side again against Hulford <laughs> a few days later, uh, towards the back end as well. But that was under a, a different different type of pressure. But I was I was pleased that they saw that one through, um, as more as I was disappointed with his conceding twice um, the following Tuesday. But we'll get onto that in a second.
1: Yeah, and and of course the manager was disappointed that the the match had been
0: uh, hoisted upon
1: Chesterfield. Uh, I know it was the same for both teams, but the Chesterfield players had been not training for 10 days. I know Solihull hadn't played from the same time. Their previous match was in the FA yeah. Trophy St. But they'd been training. They'd been uh, a- enabled to carry on training. They weren't suffering yeah. with a COVID issue. And that, that's what I think he was concerned about. not playing two games in four days, because that happens all the time. It's yeah. playing games in four days when there's other blank Tuesdays um, after we've been off for 10 yeah. days and Solihull haven't been mm. on for 10 days. It's almost like your first pre-season game, isn't it? You want to play your, your Gresley Rovers of this world, be a first one, not not one of the most intense teams in the division with the best home record. Yeah. That's mm. not where you want to be at. And whilst you know, the manager has, has, has sort of said he's not prepared to say where the pressure was coming from, uh, I think he did say it all when he said he didn't come from the National League mm-hmm. to get yeah. to get the game get the on. game on yeah 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 and you know that game again you know, Liam, Liam Norcliffe shares statistics that the, uh, uh, the 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 group the Derbyshire Times are in which has just been sold haven't they the Derbyshire Times the group yeah hmm. it's been sold a week or two ago uh, um, that that group have got a subscription to one of the stat sides. Um, and even in the 2-1 defeat, the expected goals, I think it was 1.7 for Chesterfield, 1.2 for Solihull. So, you know, e- even the people were saying, oh, we didn't play we didn't play well, we're bumping it too much. Well, Chesterfield had most shots, most shots on targets uh, 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 and some really good, a little bit like we just described in the, the, the match at the Technique, there was scrambles galore, weren't there? And yeah. uh, um, great opportunities. Yeah, Whelan put one over. From, from a good position. He, um, he forced a good save. With, uh, and then, of course, the Asante. Mm. Uh, what a goal uh, that would have been. Yeah. yeah. At that point. Now, you can't really count that as a half chance, can you? Because it was a no chance. Yeah. But it was an absolutely phenomenal goal. Uh, perhaps the best individual goal I, I would have ever seen for Chesterfield had it gone in. So, you know, we were desperately unlucky. And then right at the end, you know. A crossing from the right-hand side, Hollis had been pulled out to defend because it was a, a raid from from our attack, and uh, the big six-foot-nine-inch lad headed home. And as I put in a thing I did on the club website, Stuart, I don't think we will have ever conceded goals from people one foot three inches difference in height. In
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm sure we haven't. The back, um,
1: five six and uh, huddling at six six nine. Mm. Um, and you could see how delighted they were with, with the win and I was sitting five or six yards behind James Rowe and George Foster and I could see how disappointed they were and yeah. it was very, very, very disappointed and... Uh, I, I couldn't I'm, see us losing the game, Phil mm. I just no. couldn't see us losing the game I have to say, looking back
3: on it and I haven't watched it again since because traumatic, obviously um, but I felt in incomplete Um, uh, Just completely calm again That we got the thing under control Uh, And I do have to say Leatherham worries me to death Because we've been saying How he's had all these clean sheets and he had gone down to having two shots A game to save Mm. And really on Tuesday night He had two headers to save The first one to me is poor Because he's pushed it back into the six yard Yeah, agree with that, yeah as, away, as, as a way, as as opposed to away from the goal, and how he's let the second one in because the ball's no pace on it at all, no, not at all. Um, there were two shockers to concede, and if if you were if you were any of the other ten or twelve or however many players we had out there, you'd be asking for an apology, I think. For those two, cause yeah, what
1: you did, it yeah. cost us the game. Oh, he, he did, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, the the angle that I was sitting at I was quite low down in the in the stand looking uh, looking across when the header went down i thought oh that's no issue that's just yeah. a forward save and, and grasp and then all of a sudden i, I initially thought it must have squeezed under his body because hooded and moved across and was directly in line between me and the keeper by the time it went in but of course on the replay you know it, it bounced up and was almost palmed in By uh, uh, by by leather and yeah, like you say with Sabara's good save, but but the ball was put back into the centre and you want to see those pushed away, don't you? If you
0: possibly
1: possibly can, but but again, you know, look at the stats: one point seven versus one point two in our favour on the on the statistical expected goals. And yes, we didn't quite do enough for our second, and they only did just enough to score more than one, but they got two. Hmm. You look yeah, at that. We, we, we had two situation.
3: Yeah, we, I mean the the Western, uh, putting aside the Asante chance, which as you say wasn't really a chance, just brilliant really individual. Effort. But the the Western one where the keeper made the block, I really expected him to finish that, especially yeah. as well as he's been playing. But then when he put the rebound across, it goes through Denanga's legs. Yeah, six yards out. It could have hit anybody because there were enough bodies back there. It goes out for a corner and they, they scramble it off the line twice in, in yes. the game. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside all the, the chances we had first half with Wheeling and Asante and one or two others, I mean, it was a game we should never have lost. It really was.
1: No, I, I, I absolutely accept that as, uh, uh, as where we need to. Uh, where we need to be you know no, no, no question about that um he did yeah. say though phil didn't he he did say he you know he's, he's
3: obviously a sensible kind of kid bro he, he did say some weeks ago i'll find out more from us losing than winning mm. and we will have periods of adversity well they've got one now and it's how we respond particularly on the back of another covid shutdown.
1: yes and he did, he did say post um Solihull. I can't actually remember if it was part of the recorded interview or if it was when we were just g- generally chatting after the microphones had, had, had been shut down. I, th- I think it was in the interview that you know is being waiting for something to work on. <laughs> uh, but mm. Clearly, you know, conceding in the last minute is yeah. uh, is an Achilles heel for the for the group, a group of players that he inherited yeah. because you know we. Whilst Stockport wasn't quite last minute, Torquay certainly was. Um, Wielston was pretty close, wasn't it? And uh, there might oh. be another. One, but, oh, Notts County, of course. Yes, yeah, we, we all try to erase that from our mind. <laughs> so it, it clearly is uh, an issue which is is absolutely mental at the moment for, from from those players that that mm. he inherited, isn't it? You know, because we we have uh, dealt with it. But as again, I saw a post on social media. Um, we've now had the manager who, congratulations on winning the National League Manager of the Month award or whatever it's called, saw mm. uh, today. Um, that's the one and only that we've conceded under him. We'd conceded several in a similar amount of games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's, it's moving in the right direction on an overall uh, generic manner, isn't it? So, uh, um, yeah. And, and you yeah, know, the performance at Solihull was really, really, really good and we've all said hundreds of times over our Chesterfield supporting career, well if we carry on playing like that we've not got a, a problem. And whilst it wasn't always pretty it was against a team that don't let you pay, play pretty. Oh
3: no, they, 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 they make you look ugly, they can make Barcelona look ugly, I think so. Totally. But mm. um, I just felt we were, we were in control we had a game plan they, The number of times they tried to come through within certain areas and had to go back and had to go back, the shape was spot on again. The work rate was there. Uh, I think, as he, as he said, you know, when he had to replace Whelan and, and so forth early, the legs had gone, and that was a direct consequence, maybe, of the COVID lockdown. Um, but I still felt confident that, that we'd end up with, well, to be honest, I still couldn't see it game the three
1: points. Even after they'd equal us, I thought well, mm. Because we responded really well Yeah mm. So uh, I think one of the other things he, 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 he spoke that Whelan and Denton Had to be Substituted uh, But I also think that Denton was Probably earlier Because the following match At Bromley on a plastic pitch Which of course got postponed yeah. may well have been a game that he wasn't going to play Denton in or not start yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, might have just wanted to see Dinanga for a little bit of a, a, a longer time as well. Sure. Hmm. So, so that that might have been in his mind at that point. And at, and at that point, I think we were winning one nil anyway, weren't we? we? I think we were one 0 up at that yeah, point. one 0 up with both subs. Yeah, both yeah. subs. Yeah, yeah, because they were just before the hour, and the equaliser was sixty one, wasn't it? I think if I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah, we've, we've 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 had time with the new manager now. We've had time. To get used to, well, five of his new players, if not all of them, really. Um, we see how he works. Paul, how much do you like what you've seen?
0: Uh, I like it a lot. You take one in seven, won't you? One defeat in seven uh, throughout the rest of the season. I'm sure um, that's that's not bad going. I, I like the the way that he i like the way he spoke after the uh, after the defeat he wasn't happy about it and it showed didn't he and uh, you know there's things that work on without getting too too sort of angry about it or making any sort of sarcastic comics about it or anything he showed that he was really disappointed in the fact that they gave away those two goals and you know despite playing well as well which is something they'll be frustrated about because despite playing well you come away with zero points and yeah. you know you don't want that to happen on a on a regular basis. Um, so I, I I like the cut of his jib uh, for the past month, and I like the way that the players are playing. They seem to fit into how he wants to play, and it, it, the players that are signing appear to have that winning mentality as well. You know, and 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 sometimes it's it, it, it's also keeping the um, experienced players uh, as well on their on their feet. He's brought Hollis back in; he playing wonderfully well. Um, Evans as well had a lack of confidence start of the season. It's helped him increase his confidence because he knows he's got an assistant manager that he's used to, so it's made him play a little bit better. Um, also, Curtis Weston sort of raised his game a little bit. Look, you're in the back end now of your three year deal that you got and a good contract from Martin Allen that the club's respected and paid for you. You know that they, they've paid up the time, increased his uh, um, performances. Yeah, it has the last eighteen months or so. And also, he's now a leader in the group, isn't he? If he's, if he's doing all these and showing the about strength and conditioning himself on a sort of minor level, um, you know, he's, he's got a bit of, uh, you know, uh, sort of leadership qualities about him as well. So that's that's good to see. So things, about, things are going well. OK, it was a knockback on last Tuesday. And these COVID breaks are a knockback as well. But I think the group are in a, in a good mental state than they were in October uh, back in the November at Start of November, when they were really fragile, I think. Stuart,
1: your
0: view? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same as
2: Paul, really. I it, it, the, the the sort of view of of watching the team between what they were before James Rowe's arrival and what they've been since um, is is incomparable. If you see what I mean, it, you know, one can't really be compared with the other because they're so different. Um, and we are a much more robust team now, um, you know, sort of in, in in our minds, in our attitudes, mm-hmm. and in our concentration, um, which is the areas in which we were being thrashed every week, um, you know, sometimes only by the odd goal, but thrashed nevertheless, um, beforehand, you know. Um, he, he has given a chance, I think, you know, a chance to the players who, were here when he came, you know, and certain players such as Western have responded, um, and those that haven't been able to produce the desired response are obviously going to be um, keeping that revolving door turning as 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 the the rest of the season unfolds. Um, but but you know the, the 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 impact that he's made is is incomparable, really, to to anyone that we've had before. You know, even Cookie started a. You know, took a game or two to get going didn't he and and this chap's come in and the best start to a managerial career since Frank Barlow was given Cox's old job isn't it you know which is how many years ago is that now hey,
1: yeah, yeah, know, 40 40
2: years, years and probably 45 managers the way we've gone through
0: them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be controversial Daz and say something completely different? Oh no he's a load of rubbish um, no, he's, <laughs>
0: he's,
1: he's been an absolute
3: breath of fresh air I know this is a, a bit of a cliche, but to me, we've got an identity. We, we know now what the team is trying to do as a supporter base. You can see um, he's, he's demanding on good organisation, good shape, a very high work rate, this intensity, this this high press. Um, we just seem like you know this is the way Chesterfield play. And I have to say, under the last, probably since Cookie, to be honest, I can't honestly say we've had an identity. I've not known from one game to the next what we were trying to do most of the time, but I know now what we're trying to do. Mm. And that has to go to the players as well, surely. You know, they they must understand.
1: Yes, if we can understand what he's trying to do, that means he's got the message over pretty well to yeah, the place yeah. you know because yeah I, I i think we'd all agree that it was difficult to uh, you know the words that you use there does you know find an identity uh, over the last 5 years has been very very difficult to uh, to, to do and, and and he's bringing in a different sort of hungry player you know uh, um, ideal aged and hungry yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, a new new little phrase on us and you know the 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 likes of uh, of McCourt trying to get back in there um, uh, uh, Whelan in particular who was mm. just been, for me an absolute superstar I, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a striker with a work rate of Asante you know uh, there certainly hasn't been one anywhere close since Owen Doyle no. you know mm. Doyle's work rate as a single as a strike you know, one-man striker was incredible but uh, and you know, Asante's sort of control and first touch when he's crowded out on the wing from from a diagonal kick from Leathern or something, a diagonal goal kick. You know, He just he's just got the silky skills to get round. I and mean, you you just wonder why he's you know, he, he's not been playing at a higher level earlier in his career. Same with Tom Wheeling. You think, well what what's he been doing? Who's who's not been watching him or more, more importantly, who's not been looking after him properly from his individual perspective you might you know hmm. the, yeah the people playing might be successful but you know sometimes you, you know an individual when they move to a different club or a different manager has to stand on their own two feet don't they and, and all of a sudden whelan has got two flipping mighty feet that is uh standing on that surely if he'd shown that before mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. you know you so. um, know
0: wheeling and carline but, could be two Phenomenal signs. I think I tweeted or mentioned this the other day. They could be the you know, the Robinson and Lawmer of mm-hmm. ninety four, ninety five. Uh-huh. You know, it was uh, it was really. The, I think they, uh, no, despite the fact Carlin got sent off the other day, his versatility is is surprising. How easy He settles into wherever he plays. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if he, if he could just get ten percent up on his crossing ability, mm-hmm. yeah, he'd be some. It'll be some addition, won't he? Because Defensively is sound, as you say, is utility, a proper utility player, uh, and and does slot into whatever b- position. Probably the the biggest utility, best utility player since Drew. I would I would think, you know, uh, yeah, where yeah,
0: yeah, right. Lee Rogers, be- Lee Rogers before that, so yeah,
1: yeah, no, so so uh, um, definitely got that versatility that you that you need. You don't need quite as many when you've got 132 players like we've got to the back. <laughs> I,
0: I don't think it will be required to play at left-back for a while, really. So no. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: There's going to be a major injury issue or suspension issue. If <laughs> back. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the question that we're 10 points as we stand at the moment off the relegation zone uh, and four points off the playoff zone, can that top seven be made this season, Paul?
0: Uh, well, I don't see why not because you know nobody's sort of running away with it apart from at the top in that that one automatic uh, spot with Torquay, and you know they've slightly been pegged back the other day with the uh, defeat to Yeovil. But um, I, you know, if it's scandalous that chesswood haven't reached the top seven in the last two seasons, you know, if anything, because you know there's obviously more places to, to aim for, really. I think, uh, but you know, with the budget that they've had. With the uh, the sort of supposedly lesser budget that they've got uh, this season, um, that you are, it it should be guaranteed. Really, it started poorly, but now picking up results. Yeah, uh, seven is um, by far minimum way of it of it is should be minimum.
1: And uh, you know, Daryl, you you see guys at the club on a re- more regular basis than 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 many. Um, they've certainly not given up on it. They might, be not, might not be saying it publicly, but they've not given up on the season, have they, for sure?
3: Oh, absolutely not. I think actually they see it as a golden opportunity to cash in in a very peculiar year. And if we get a fair wind, uh, the, the, the second Covid setbacks obviously a real kick in the teeth, but um. We've just got to ride it like everybody else is going to have to do. Um, it When the season will actually finish, I'm not sure. I know we are two or three free midweeks at the minute, but uh, we've got to be using them up faster than other teams. I mean, Dover have played 10 games.
1: Free yeah. free. Hmm.
3: So how they're going to go on, I have no idea. Um, but, you know, if you can keep playing to a degree... Uh, and get a run going. I mean, Hartlepool are on one now. I think they've won five. Yeah, they've They've haven't they? Yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it, it's definitely on to do. I'd be, I'm, I'm, I'm almost getting to your stage on the last podcast. I'd be amazed if we don't make the playoffs. I'd be absolutely amazed if we don't. And I think if we do, we'll be a very dangerous animal in the playoffs. Yes. Because we'll be coming in on a right run of form. Um, bearing in mind the position we were in What, we got six points when he came in?
1: Yeah, yeah, two wins Yeah, we just were not
3: Walking and in. Um I mean, it'd be a hell of an achievement But I do think it's it's doable um, And, and I, as I say, I think the people at the club Believe it's doable James Rowe certainly thinks it's doable um, And if he gets the players in that mindset too Then I don't see why not I really don't Um, I just wish we could avoid another COVID shutdown. Yes. Just while we're on that point, does anyone know why it seems that other levels of football, if if somebody comes down with COVID, you isolate them and whoever was with them and the rest of you play on. But at our level, the whole club shuts down for a fortnight. I
0: I think it's something to do with test. They're tested twice a week now. Um, I imagine the National League is nothing like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can isolate players rather than whole squads because they don't they don't simply don't know um that who who could have it and who couldn't so I think
1: um the field are doing quite a lot of testing I
0: believe, yeah uh, yeah
1: and and doing the results themselves, they have got those that you do you mm. quite, quite quickly so that's so so what they're probably doing is spotting it early
0: early, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I would like to think, so uh, hopefully that that means that people don't go down with it. If you know what I mean, and so uh, yeah, well, but, but it's fine. But, does, but, but yeah, does, we're all we're all new at this. Uh, new at this life. Now, Stuart, we've we've talked many a time about great escapes, but you know, have we had any great creep ups? Whatever the opposite of escape is. Oh, I don't know what the antonym of escape is.
2: Um, we thirty-one captured. Yeah, thirty-one-two. <laughs> I think we were kind of fifth or sixth. Throughout most of the season, and then I think we won um, seven out of our last eight or something like that, including thrashing Gateshead 8 1 on the last day of the season. Um,
1: I don't like uh, that, but that's
2: 30 31. 30 31, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, um, you know.
1: um, we won our last six games, uh, yeah. uh, to get, and that was only one up that season, wasn't it? We won five. Mm. N- Olson four one at Ro- uh, home to Rochdale three one at home to Wigan Borough three one away at Hartlepool three two at Lincoln and then the clincher as you quite rightly said eight one against Gateshead on uh, oh the, the season finished in April <laughs> <What's that? laughs> those were the days oh, yeah,
2: ours know, <laughs> won't be halfway through in April will the rate yeah, we're going on but uh,
1: Stuart though we'd had a pretty good season up until that. Yeah, but there's only one team goes up, wasn't there? No yes,
2: players. yeah. So, so, so that you <laughs> know.
1: But yeah, we'd had a lot more Ws in the column than Ls. Hmm. So. Yeah. But but we needed to. I think it was we're Lincoln the team that we were battling with. I think I think it was Lincoln, wasn't it?
2: It uh, yeah, Lincoln would have been up there. Um, I think possibly Tranmere, New Brighton, Stockport as well. We're all there or thereabouts. Mm.
1: Um. Yeah. So that's probably the uh in it, it, its uh. Um, oh, not, well, that was the one.
3: Did we not have a good run the year we got into the playoffs? Um, well, of course, ninety-four-five, of course. Yeah, and then be uh, lost to Cambridge. Did we not have a late surge that year? Eighty-nine,
0: ninety. Well, we had a poor run towards the end of the season. We won as we had to win on the last day to finish seventh. Well, against way, Grimsby right. <laughs> Yeah, we we were we were coasting it. We were fourth. Up until March, and then Eddie Shaw got injured. That's right. Um, and then we we fell apart. We didn't win another game until the last game of the season or something. We kept mm. picking up draws, I think, yeah. and yeah. getting points that way. And then we had to beat Grimsby, and and and, uh, and John Ryan came to the fore with that.
1: Yeah, uh, great memory, uh, Paul. Yes, we we beat one two nil at End on the seventh of April.
0: Mm, the, what game the, that was!
1: The sequence was drawn, lost, drawn, lost, drawn, lost, drawn, and then beat Grimsby on the last day of the season. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That, you, was a, where, that was a mad afternoon that we're against Grimsby, that was, that was uh, no. incredible, that game. Um, I mean, it, we, it, it, which it only football. went ahead
2: when when my work lent the club some PA equipment for use in an emergency that was propped on Did top it? of the police box, these big old loudspeakers that we used to have, yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they decided at the last minute that the club's PA equipment, you know, the, the, yeah. the Tannoy stuff, wasn't up to scratch in case there was any kind of emergency. And they right. were saying, a game can't go ahead, you know, and so they contacted us and we carted this gear down there. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: so
0: which would have been interesting
2: in, with
1: Wait three and enough fix of the season before yeah. you go and test the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's what it was like, though, wasn't it? it? It was all a bit bonkers in those days. You know, with with, with 3, people 000. still kind of reacting to the the Bradford fire and all that sort yeah. of thing, even after that. You know, yeah, yeah. That that was a mad afternoon, wasn't it? But that South End game sticks in the mind. I still got this image of I think it must have been Andy Morris, Nobby Rogers, and possibly Aidy Shaw just playing little triangles down by um, South End's corner flag. We, we were yeah. all stuck on that side, weren't we? Watching yeah. it, and and the fans were just singing, you know, um, take the Mickey as, 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 as they did, but they didn't <laughs> sing Mickey, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, all all the way through that second half. It was just, it it, it was the most comprehensive two nil victory I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, there's been, been some bizarre. Uh, and then we went up to Donny, you and know, sure got kicked off the park, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, been some absolutely, absolutely bizarre. Uh... But you know, to answer the questions, ninety four five, obviously with Lawmer and. Um, and Phil Robinson um, was the one where we weren't particularly well shaping for it, and then we put a run together, you know. But I I can see us doing it, yeah. 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 Um, The longer teams go without games, you know, and the more they get desperate for money and stuff like that, there are teams who are going to have to be cutting their squads without being able to bring players in, you know, just just to stay alive, And, and this is... As I think Daryl said earlier, it, it is a peculiar season where it it should be you know if you can sort your resources out, it should be a golden chance to go for it. You know,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 danger is you know there's potentially twenty other clubs thinking exactly the same sort of thing, isn't there? Well, <laughs> yeah. they
2: are, but have they all got the resources that well, we've got? Uh, you know,
1: so, although yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're, our resources are coming from the. We need to get rid of players who are on wages that aren't commensurate with yes. our position. Yeah. Yeah, mm. we're, we're still hoping that that happens. Yes. But yeah. it's not like because eight have come in, we've not got to get rid of eight. No. To, to balance no. the books. it's. Uh, no. I think the COVID will put pain to our trophy chances
3: then because we'll just get kicked out, won't we, from missing the victory. Well, it, it, I, not
0: don't, what the, I don't what think so, Daryl. Yeah, I think that they they try to get the games as played as much as possible, um, which you can revert to with the following Tuesday. I think if it's not played by the following Tuesday, then we'll have to give it up because there's no free Saturdays for it. Right. So I think if, the, you've got one chance if, and week on Tuesday. Yeah, you've got one chance and one chance only, I think, with that. Hmm.
2: We're out of quarantine by then, aren't we? But we'd have only been training for two hours yeah. or something like that. <laughs> so that'll be <laughs> another... Sorry whole situation.
1: In the general scheme of things, again, a little bit like I was talking about earlier on. Think of it a pre-season match away at Boston with no yeah. point uh, uh, available isn't a bad way to to get back into uh, the um, run of, ahead. And, and rest yeah,
0: and you've got more subs available in the trophy as well. You can, you can right. pick seven. So yeah,
1: um, that's, mm-hmm. right. that, that's true. Still only use three, but you can pick seven. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely right. And I know last last time we mentioned about Chesterfield FC women. Looking forward to them playing again, but of course the latest lockdown means because that's not clashes elite, sport, they're, uh, they're they're having to hole up again, which is a real a real pity because uh, I, I did read something that they'd tweeted that they played 11 league matches during 2020 and won all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is uh, take take some doing at any level, doesn't it? Really. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, let's just hope they can they can get back at a, at a sooner rather than later, but. You know, none of us, none of us, have any idea on uh, on on that at the moment. But we, yeah, you know, we we certainly all get the impression that even if Martin Smith does come, that that won't necessarily be the uh, the end of it. Um, you know, definitely it does look as though James Rose shaping up for next season mm. uh, with a with a squad that will be ready to go, whether that be at National League or League Two, League Two level. And I know some time ago, Paul couple of podcasts ago probably when we were talking about the who the next manager will be podcast and we were talking about the uh, the, the guys at Lincoln the Cowley brothers um, you know James Rowe almost seems to be doing the sort of thing that they were doing in just shaking everything up and bringing a completely and utterly new identity to the to the team and we know how suc- successful they were at Lincoln.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we Daryl touched on identity identity before. I think that identity is sort of been there with this club that it's a a big club at this level and it should be brought out a little bit more. You know that we are you know attracting good players and we should do. You know, really, I think identity in terms of how we play is uh, important as well. So that that's maybe what he's trying to do. Um, but yeah, to, also using the community as well. I, we've touched on this in previous podcasts as well. But you, you're right, Phil, when you mentioned before that he does get that, doesn't he? You know, yeah. he's got there's a loyal fan base here uh, that can be tapped into that can go up towards ten thousand. We've seen that. So if you can tap into that and get winning football, because that's what brings fans back into the into the ground, and hopefully it'll happen next season where fans can come into the ground and hopefully. You know they'll see good football. They'll see a side pressing. They'll see what they saw under Paul Cook, um, uh, and it'll bring fans in. Winning football always does, and we can get up to six and seven thousand for National League. That would be amazing. You know, even if we're even if we're still in the National League, that is. But um, obviously, obviously, we're going to go for it this year. But you know. uh,
1: and like I say he, he got it. I think I might have mentioned last podcast that somebody who'd, who'd fallen out of love with a club. Uh, had started sort of pricking their ears up again and, and asked me to deliver a bottle of wine on their behalf. Yeah, the Barnet yeah. game and I did that. And the the guy who sent the wine contacted me a little bit after Christmas, uh, um, and sent me a uh, an image of a handwritten Christmas card that James Rowe had written to him. Yeah, it right. was okay. Thanks yeah. for the wine, James. It was a proper letter within the um, the, the, the the card. You know, that, yeah. Uh, uh, um, it. He could have just written "Thanks for the wine, Happy Christmas, you know, love to see you back at the club at some stage."
0: And, but, that, yeah. and th- that's it, yeah. I mean, that that's the kind of touch fill that we're on about. It's Paul Cook picking a fan up on Chatsworth Road to take sure. him to the ground at the bus stop. It's one of those little little things, isn't it? You know, so
1: I, 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 absolutely, absolutely, and uh, uh, you know, he you really, really, really does does get it. And I, I think when people are able to you know, see him up close and personal. In a way that I've been lucky enough to be able to to see so far, they'll 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 move even a further notch up with him uh, um, because they'll see it's not just about the football. I know you can see that on an interview and everything along those lines, but you know they're, they're, there's a lot more to him than just being a, a bright bright spark in front of the microphone. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got uh, before we finish off. Have we got anything that we want to add or that we've not talked about or think about, Stuart?
2: uh no not for me no no i think we've covered everything um that we possibly can do given the uh the comparative lack of football since uh, the last one um and the sort of enforced lack of it going forwards for the short term um no, we, we, of
1: course you've no doubt noted about a after the interview he did that we've got somebody else who's played in Europe playing his uh, couple of minutes for Birmingham City in the Europa League against some Portuguese team. I think. Well,
2: indeed, and, you know, he has his Dutch football background as well, doesn't he? Growing yeah. up in that country. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, Daz, yeah.
3: anything for you to add? Um, I think the revolving door will keep revolving. Watch mm. plays in the next however long.
0: Um, a few hours, probably. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> yeah. well,
3: While we're in Supposed lockdown I don't think Mr Rowe will be Locked down Um, (laughs) Personally I'd like To see a keeper I would like to see A keeper because I think that's the Biggest single Achilles heel we've Still got Mm. Um, Now whether Whether he will Go down that road At this stage I don't know But I I personally Would like to see A keeper But uh, if we can Get through this Latest COVID thing Get the the team Training again For a couple of Days and, and and at least play that trophy match before we play Rex, I think it'd be a good thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Paul? No, not. Uh, I don't think I've got any. Uh, but I think we went up to 57th, didn't we, in the uh, podcast chart? Oh, uh, in the, the iTunes the podcast chart. 55th. was it? Oh, the well, Heady, yeah, heady yeah, Heights. Yeah,
1: wow. We're, 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 like, we're like an orange drink now. Yeah. <laughs> we're the Britvics <laughs> of the podcast world.
0: I mean, people must be podcasted out that they're listening to ours, but uh, know. you know, it's uh,
1: absolutely lock, well, well, that must be it, affecting you, people. You, you, to, to protect our in, 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 integrity as a podcast, you've got to get this out to uh, all all the podcast places pretty quick because we might have signed nine new players if you delayed. <laughs> you've <laughs> given
0: yeah. me a deadline. Stop it! <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no. yeah there, there could there could be an, another new team and an under twenty three uh, set-up. <laughs> If, if you don't do it in the next 10 minutes uh-huh. but uh, no the only thing I'd like to mention is uh, I think we'll be back and I know sort of Daz was a regular frustrated competitor I think we're back with our Sparact What Now quizzes you know it so uh, looking forward to that one, one set already ready to roll um, you're my... the man that frustrated me Phil <laughs> <laughs> no so uh, one ready to roll when Nick's got all the, uh, the bits and bobs ready We'll be putting out when that's going to uh, going to be, but uh, hopefully uh, not long after this podcast comes out with a bit of uh, with a bit of luck. But it was a great community that we had going in, in the spring and summertime. Let's uh, let's hope we can get that going again before people are allowed to go and watch the, uh, the football. So thanks for uh, for listening all the way through again. Uh, so from me, Bill and Paul and Stuart and Daz, we'll um, we'll do another one in a in a few weeks time, and hopefully hopefully that 4 point gap might be even even closer cheers